Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're talking about episode two of What If? What if T'Challa became a Star Lord? All that right with this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And Jeff Randall's not here. Uh, <laughs> we, we have inverted roles this week. He is now sawing logs, as he said. And I am awake and doing this episode. It almost didn't happen because I also fell asleep and woke up five minutes before it was time to do the live watch. So here we go. But uh, we have our guest today, as we did last week for We Hours What If, the only guy who's... Uh, Got perfect attendance so far <laughs> for We Hours What If, Jay Scotty St. Clair. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me back. Uh, yeah, it's, we're going back and forth here. What if Matt wasn't here? What if Jeff wasn't here? I will be the consistent. I will be our Owatu. I will do my yeah. best to not sleep through my alarm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's, it's a great, Owatu is a great name for a uh, podcaster who does this type of podcast because like, that's what we are. That's all we are is the watchers, yep. you know, <laughs> like we watch, we discuss. Exactly. We don't interfere. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We never interfere. We never interfere. We won't. We will not. We cannot. Um, by the way, I, I don't think we said this. I feel like in the first, this is first episode stuff, but like when he says, I, I will not interfere. I cannot interfere. I won't interfere. That just makes me think at some point he's going to interfere. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like that is, it's gotta be, it's gotta be what's going to happen. Some like the end of the the series will end with him, like making some tweak to the multiverse. Owato doth protest too much. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, the good, the good reference. Um, okay. Let's talk about episode two. What if T'Challa became a star Lord? What do you think, man? It was in- incredible. This was an episode I was definitely looking forward to having it being to um, Chadwick Boseman's posthumous, his final posthumous performance here. And it really dis- didn't disappoint. It took that question of what if T'Challa had been abducted instead of Peter Quill. And it just, it ran with it. And it was incredible to see all these crazy references, characters in completely different roles, so many laughs, so many just heartfelt moments. It was, I felt like they took that, that first episode um, and they did such a great job right out of the gate, and this just upped the ante in every single way. Really, really impressed. Yeah, and uh, T'Challa in the in the, in the movies to me has always been a wise character, um, but in this, like, he's a real hero. Like his his ability to bring i mean we were watching this episode and and this was what was so much fun to me is he basically brings all these heroes and villains and all these people like what what does he what does what does thanos say something like uh no no greater weapon than a good argument or something like that like ah why we all have been saying it for years why did no one have the conversation with thanos like that yeah sure you think it's efficient but like no there's a better way to do this there's more than one way to uh, attribute resources in the galaxy. Exactly. So good. So good. That's one of my favorite things about this episode. And, and like, and the way he changed Yondu too, like, it's almost like, it's kind of ridiculous that this young boy, it is a little ridiculous, but like, <laughs> but I love it. I love the idea of like the heart of like a pure person 
going out into the universe and just sort of changing the brutal climate of the universe. Does that make sense? Like all those people are out there doing horrible things, but uh, this version of star Lord is, is, is knows himself and has been trained to be a good King basically and goes out into the world. And like, I kind of wish there'd been a little bit of that, like a little bit of like maybe, um, What's his father's name? T'Chaka. Oh, gosh. Thank you. T'Chaka. I wish there'd been a little bit of that. I wish there'd been a little more like T'Chaka teaching T'Challa something at the very beginning that maybe he goes on to to teach. I think there is something there, uh, but it kind of doesn't line up with the Wakandan view of things, right? Because he says, uh, he says, there is no treasure as great as those who can, there's, there's no greater purpose for a treasure than it helping people or something like yeah. that. I'm I'm impressed with your your level of recall this this early in the morning just based on a first watch. But yeah, the main takeaway that I got from it, it, it as much as like Black Panther has a lot of echoes of like the Lion King, it did kind of feel like that Lion King moment to me as well as like what's beyond us that you don't understand is potentially dangerous and like that was kind of T'Challa's moment of rejecting that idea a little bit and running headlong. But I, I do agree with you. It it felt like T'Challa had learned some lessons of diplomacy that he was able to take with him into the, into the wide galaxy. And it might've been nice just to get that explored a little bit to justify that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because what we know of Wakanda is that they don't necessarily help. Sure. Like that's the whole, that's the whole point of black right. Panthers that they're not helping everyone. They're just protecting Wakanda. Um, and doing some good around the world for sure, but like uh, they 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 hide their power. And the 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 quote I was trying to I wrote it okay. down is uh, no treasure is worth the good you can do with it. Okay, which is a beautiful sentiment that is up there with like with great power comes great responsibility. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it it is in essence. Yeah, yeah, it is very poignant. So thanks for highlighting that one. Hopefully that gets the same traction as, as a line like that. Cause yeah. 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 I, I, I like that line a lot. Um, that was really cool, but yeah, just, just him going out into the universe and changing it so drastically by just being, uh, being himself and like encountering people and changing their hearts to some degree. Oh, that's super for fun. sure. For sure. What super fun. Yandu said that he's the soul of the ravagers. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still the captain. Yeah. Good stuff. And yeah, just seeing these different versions of these characters, particularly, I did not expect Thanos at all, and he became a huge part of this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. His relationship not only with the Ravagers as a whole, but his relationship with Nebula in just an entirely different context was was great, and he got to have you know, a great action sequence just talking about the animation a little bit. This one, I feel like we didn't get as much action as we got with Captain Carter. Obviously, we got some more character interactions and a lot more dialogue which i appreciated and a ton of references but when thanos had his action sequence i really liked the fact that they brought in like those white action lines and we had like shock waves impact when coal obsidian was hitting with the hammer and you know getting taken out by proxima midnight it was yeah just really really awesome and totally surprising when the first time you know he steps onto the screen and and you hear josh brolin's recognizable voice delivering those friendly lines. It's just, it's just such a pleasure. Lots of great recognizable voices too, like Thanos being one of them, but also, um, oh gosh, I'm not gonna remember the actor's name. I'm, bar- but, uh, the, uh, 
the guy who star who star who oh Jaiman Ja Hansu yeah uh Cora Jaiman Hansu the pursuer yes he was hilarious I loved He's hilarious. Like everyone's just shown in such a different light in this. And what was funny to me is it's, it's a very, uh, guardians of the galaxy, uh, tone to the humor, sure. but like completely different characters. Drax shows up and basically it's just the bad guys from guardians of the galaxy. Oh, you know? yeah. The other guardians don't even show up, which I thought was weird. I thought we were going to get an episode where T'Challa meets the guardians but instead we got this episode with like just just uh Drax for a second, but his T'Challa's group of heroes that he's assembled around him is like Yondu and the Ravagers who he's converted into Robin Hood figures. Yeah, yeah. And then like uh Thanos and the you know uh and Nebula? His daughter. Nebula, yeah. Thank you. Golly, it's it's early in the morning. Oh no, no problem. Remember? Yeah, Drax was bartending, so it kind of makes sense that uh, he only had the one line. So it kind of makes as not to derail the conversation too much about the behind the scenes stuff, but we know that Dave Bautista didn't come back to voice Drax because he wasn't even asked. Right. It kind of makes sense considering it's only one line. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. Karen yeah. Gillan as as Nebula was was awesome. Uh, that's that's another one. Just. Mm-hmm. Apparently her being introduced to T'Challa, and I love that fact that she refers to him as Cha-Cha, um, that just like puts her on a completely different trajectory, and she gets the opportunity to be a hero much earlier on, but we still get, you know, the the levels and nuance to that character, because she gets the chance to be a double agent and then a triple agent, and you, and you kind of wonder where her allegiances are. So while you're, you're getting the familiar, also getting um, just entirely new adventures for these characters, so... Really great to see her. Yeah, totally, totally. And the thing that I just can't like leave behind in this episode, like the thing that I will not forget is Thanos's sort of just playful arguing for his efficiency of his, the efficiency of his plan. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So that's so, so funny. Yeah. I, I did not know I needed a Koye being like, that just sounds like genocide to me. And he's like, no, it won't be. It wouldn't be because it's random. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was great. (laughs) And did I mention efficient? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Such a just great deconstruction into like comedy of the character Thanos, you know? Certainly, certainly. And that was, like I said, it was just so unexpected. Um, But then in terms of like recognizable voices and unrecognizable voices, obviously Josh Brolin was doing a phenomenal job there. But um, another character we've always had kind of play a cameo role that got to do something a little more active here was Howard the Duck. And that was definitely Seth Green doing, doing that voice again. Yes, except... He just stays at the bar. Like, it's like, I thought, oh, this is going to be cool. Howard's going to join the team. And then he's like, he he's left in a room going, wait, where are you going? Happy hours just, and then the door closes. It's like, that's, uh, that was pretty perfect. Yeah, like, he, sure. he showed, he helps out a little bit, but he's still just like going to stay in the collector's collection drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so many references. We got to see Cosmo um, there in the collector's office. Yeah. And Cosmo made friends with Who Thanos. Who did join. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he does join the crew. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just outside of the MCU, like, there's almost, like, too many references to even, like, 
go over you you brought up robin hood i really appreciated the what was the character i guess it was yondu he was trying to come up with robin hood and he said robin leech which is a great if anybody's familiar with lifestyles of the rich and famous that was the the host of that lifestyles of the rich and famous with robin leech (laughs) (laughs) that also feels very guardians sure it feels like the kevin bacon references you know totally yeah we're just like kevin bacon (laughs) <laughs> we're just i'm mary poppins y'all <laughs> yeah uh just the way his just entire story encounters the world differently you know it's just really well done like this took what i felt like i don't know i didn't know what to expect from this one honestly like it was just like it's weird that t'challa gets picked up and they did a good job of explaining it too you know like the fact that they scan the earth for some area that had something that wasn't of earth and they found the mound uh under wakanda and went and picked up a child there like just made sense to them yeah and it it's always interesting what little decision they actually des- decide to focus on because in s- while the episode is what if t'challa was abducted instead of star lord really the moment that owatu focuses on is the fact that Yondu entrusted his subordinates to get that job done instead. And I thought that was interesting, you know, coming off of last week, it was the fact that Peggy chose to stay in the room. And mm-hmm. yeah, I already kind of said this one more so than last week, just had rippling, rippling ramifications, which was really, really nice. You know, I, I wonder what level of the writing process they were in. I mean, I imagine it had to be pretty much done in order for Chadwick to deliver his performance it in full capacity, but it really did feel like just a, such a celebration of the character of T'Challa and, and you know what he could bring to the mm-hmm. table there. And at the same time, like I know it wasn't fully intended, but it did feel like a little bit of a, a slap to the face to uh, Peter Quill a little bit. Peter yeah. Quill. yeah like, for this sure. is how much this guy for sucks sure. in this position. that None of this would have changed. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been blaming Peter Quill for like punching Thanos in the face, but really it's just like being involved at all. Like you should have just stayed on earth and danced with his mop. And that would have the world, the universe would have been a much better place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jeff's not here, but have to give him credit. He totally called that about, Star-Lord being stuck at that Dairy Queen that we saw in Guardians 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We joked about that on the cast this week. Like, what would Star-Lord be doing? Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun that he's still Dairy Queen. Love it. Good job, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, You're not... You you won't know this yet, and you'll never listen to this, so... Nobody tell him we said nice things. It wouldn't be a Jay Scotty appearance if I didn't do some kissing even if he's not here <laughs> <laughs> get your lips off his ass jay scotty <laughs> another thing i really appreciate about this episode is you know we've kind of touched on these big sweeping things they did and these like humorous things that they added in like i absolutely love but like they really gave the episode heart that felt very similar to the characters of uh you know uh Yondu and Star-Lord like uh the fact that Yondu lied to him to to keep him out in the world exploring and it is clearly he had an affection for him and wanted to keep him sure. so he lied to him and uh that's very much seems like a Yondu thing to do and the sort of like forgiveness that he gives um Yondu is very similar to the forgiveness 
place that Peter Quill reaches at the end of Guardians 2 when he realizes, like, yeah, you're my daddy, you know, yeah. like, and he says, this is, you know, this is the family that I found. He's like, I was lost and he found me. I thought that was all really, really cool. I wanted to see who would be Black Panther at this moment. Yeah. I was really curious. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. I really wanted them to, like, settle in on, in on the throne room and see... Like someone in the Black Panther outfit, possibly Killmonger. Even, yeah, you know, like something, something just different would have happened. You My know? mind immediately went to Killmonger as well, and then I, I guess again, I always try to go into these things with leveled expectations. So this is just really theorizing more than anything. But maybe the reason they're holding off on some of those things is we're going to find out later in the series as Owatu becomes potentially more involved. Maybe these stories are more interconnected than we're being led to believe. Right, right. I I hope that's the case. I really yeah, do. Yeah, um, I hope there's some sort of connection brought that brings this story into like gives it an overarching theme. Like if episode ten, we get is it ten or nine episodes? I think it's nine. I maybe. believe it's a ten episode first season. Okay, okay. I, I'd love if we get to episode ten and like find out that we're going to be like traversing that multiverse, you know, like finding out how these universes connect and starting to see that multiverse war even. Oh yeah. Yeah. Be rad. Yeah. could be setting Jeffrey right up for his, you know, his live action or I say live action, the character like a is going to have to be animated some way or another at the end of the day. (laughs) Truth. Truth. All right. Well, uh, Anything else we want to touch on this episode before we, it's we hours. What if we don't got to go forever? Oh yeah, for sure. We're, we're ready to get back to bed here. I I feel like we're leaving some references on the table, but there were just so many, so many good ones, but uh, yeah, I guess just final thing here. Wonderful to, to get that final performance from Chadwick Boseman. I'm I'm glad it's for such a a role that he seemingly enjoyed and and put so much of his heart and soul into Uh, just beautiful. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And that's, and that is a great place to end it. And it's the way they ended the episode, uh, with just a dedication to Chadwick Boseman. And, uh, really, really, he, he, he brought a lot of life to that character. Um, and I don't know. This was a, such a great swan song. I've, I've said in the past that I think the character of T'Challa is a little underserved in the first, uh, Black Panther. And, and, and after his death, I really took it as like, He's underserved, but he's also so giving to the other characters. Like he allows the other characters to take the lead and especially him knowing the fights he was going through, like allowing these other characters to be built up like Shuri and Okoye. Um, it, it, I think that's a very generous performance, but this was such a great swan song because it's like to not only was the character T'Challa, I think, more on display his his character his like he he really had more of a life force he, in this he I was think a, even he was like, afforded the opportunity to be a little more flamboyant like Star Lord is yeah 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 exactly exactly um and just be sort of a fun a little sort of a little more quippy like he's it's really great but also like he made such an impact yeah. you know like on the universe yeah. and like that's so cool to see uh, this character that I don't feel like got as much of their due and, and, and would have continued to get their due, but that, 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 that won't happen now. And so to get a chance to say like, what if T'Challa had the chance to like 
see the universe? What, what kind of impact could he have had? It's almost like a kind of, it's kind of a beautiful way of say, to say goodbye to Chadwick Boseman. You know, Certainly. he's like, he made such a difference with, with the life he had, like what could he have done with even more, you know? And yeah, love it. Um, it's really beautiful. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we get off here, I gotta say, so, so, you know, we, we talk about our what if plans, uh, and, and in previous, in other shows, we do three episodes a week. We do like the, um, uh, we, we hours, what if, so, or we, you know, midnight marvels or whatever you want to call this little short instant reaction. And then we do a full longer episode and then we do a feedback episode. Well, this time, uh, we did not have the resources to do three. Uh, and so basically animation deliberation is doing the full breakdown. So if you follow along on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast and you want more breakdown of what if and what is going on, do not miss out on animation deliberation. They're a stranded panda podcast. Me and Jeff are going to, uh, to appear on some of those episodes. Um, so be checking out, go subscribe, go send them a, give them a five star review animation deliberation. They're tackling what if every week in a more kind of fully fleshed out, had a chance to watch it a couple times fashion. So like check out Jay Scotty and Zuhair Ali over there, right? Jay Scotty. That's right. Animation deliberation is the podcast that takes action, animation and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. So this is kind of the perfect melding of worlds. Me being a huge MCU fan, as well as a fan of animated content it really is just the the perfect time here so as matt mentioned join us every week uh we've been kind of recording on thursdays so these drop tuesday wednesday morning tuesday night wednesday morning i usually have them out uh by friday saturday at the latest and they really will be that deep dive into all the ramifications of the questions of what if as well as you know diving a little bit more into the vocal performances and the animation style. So uh, we had a lot of support just in our, our first episode of coverage for Captain Carter. It's the first time we broke the top 10 for animation and manga in the United States since we started covering uh, Invincible. So really appreciate everybody listening. And yeah, drop us some reviews. That'll be a, a great growth opportunity for us. And thanks for having me here to do these, uh, these instant reactions. I always look forward to it. And uh, yeah, good times. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for being here, Jay Scotty. And, uh, we will be back with you guys soon. Uh, lots, lots more what if talk and other news talk and all that coming this week. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash stranded panda TV and available at youtube.com slash stranded panda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.